0: Time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well,
1: well, well, look at where we have arrived. Look at what we have arrived upon. <laughs> Welcome in to what is known as Egg Bowl Week. Egg Bowl Week, or, you know, what, it, the Battle for the Golden Egg. There you go, tip of the cap to Mr. Crystal. He refused to say Egg Bowl, called it the Battle for the Golden Egg. It's that time of year. I can't believe it. But, you know, more importantly than that, more important. yes, yes, more importantly than that, it is the week of Thanksgiving. Our kitties are out of school. <laughs> You're up in a, you know, a tree stand, a deer shooting house somewhere probably this week uh or something like that. And I don't know, people like real sea, they may be out here fishing anyway even though it's, it's going to rain cats and dogs tonight. Still may be out there fishing. That's good too. Hunting, fishing and football. What a time of year. And food. My goodness, a week's worth of preview in football well maybe not a full week because it is a holiday week we're gonna take some time off around here too uh but thank goodness here we are smack dab in the middle of a monday of egg bowl week how do you like your eggs how do you like your eggs cooked (laughs) over medium poached or scrambled welcome into the show i'm matt in the bureau the farm bureau insurance studio Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I'm here, and Beaver is here. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Beave. How you like your eggs? <laughs> Y'all let us know. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be today. You can text or call. You can text me on the country, please, and text line. That number to text, 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember it, by the way, is 885-ESPN. So that's the number to text today. You can call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. 995 1059. That's the number to call. 995 1059. You can also comment on the Murray West live thread if you're on the live stream. Hey to y'all. Facebook, YouTube. Some of y'all throwing up the X over there on the X Twitter feed. Uh, we still call it Twitter, don't we? But feel free to drop a comment right there. Just type it in. Hit, hit comment. Pops up on the screen right here and we can. Pop up, uh, up on the screen for everybody to see. Like Roshanna, she is on Facebook tuning in and comments on the Murray West live thread. It says, "Top of the afternoon to you, Matt." Hashtag Hill State. Well, you know what? State uh, hadn't had you know the, all that many wins this year. We certainly, you know, you would say that State hadn't had as many wins they're kind of used to. So you got to play the fight song, Roshanna, when you have an opportunity to. Okay. There you go, a little hail state to you. I'll tell you what. Um, let's be real here. Now that the final score being a three touchdown win for state, forty one to twenty. Just being honest, it, it felt like a much closer game than that final score indicates. I mean, the score is the score, <laughs> but it was kind of late in the game. You looked up and it was, it was a twenty six to twenty ball game, and like you're going, uh oh. And, and so, tip of the cap, Southern Miss, I thought, came in there, especially defensively. They fought their tails off. So, here you go, USM. Yeah, they didn't win. But I thought they did fight their fannies off. And, again, defensively, they really ran to the football and tackled. You know, and after the game, Greg Knox, interim coach, said, I think it was in our interview on the post-game radio show, uh, Coach Knox said, yeah, I felt like if we just continued to run it at them throughout the day that we were going to wear them down, and that's eventually what happened. Well, and it kind of made sense when you were looking at play calling and situational play calling throughout the game where State just kept on feeding the run, especially early when uh, Woody Marks was on the field, just giving it to him, giving it to him. And to Southern misses credit, man, they ran and they hit. They were keying on the run. They were daring state to throw the ball in certain situations, willing to play man, thinking, okay, if you get play play action stuff, we're just gonna run with man coverage. And they played to run. They really pursued, especially laterally, right? They really pursued laterally, and State didn't get much on the edge. So they missed ran and hit. And then sure enough, like Coach Knox said, they make it a it's a 26 to 21 score game late. I can't remember the exact minutes on the clock, but. Again, I know it was um, late. Let's look at scoring here. I'll tell you when Pittman had the run. It was okay, there were seven, just over seven minutes left in the game, fourth quarter. It's about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's 26 to 20. <laughs> and sure enough, for the first time that the entire day with seven minutes left, Pittman up the middle for a big run for a first down. It was a situation where you go, okay, if you're going to have to give it back to him, you got to have at least one first down so that you can flip the field and kick it deep into their territory. Well, he gave you that first down, this big, like 11, 12 yard run. You really popped it for about 12 yards. And you hadn't had many of those types of runs. And the very next play, boom, pops it for a 59 yard run. So it's like back to back plays, the run right up the gut. Southern Message just had all they could take of it. And whoosh, there he goes. That was the longest rush of the year for state. Fifty-nine yards. So then you score, and then you execute the two-point conversion play to make it a full fourteen-point game. There was seven minutes left, made it thirty-four to twenty, and then of course we know the late interception and and go the other way where Jet picked it and pitched it to Marcus Banks, and that that stretched it out. So see for state within the last seven minutes of the game, uh, two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Made it a full 21 point game, but you're talking about with seven minutes left, it was six points, 26-20, right? So I thought there was some wisdom in there, you know, offensively what Greg Knox was saying. That still doesn't change the fact that for the for the early portion of the game, it was pretty doggone ugly offensively, really for both teams. But you, you expected it to be for Southern Miss, right? Um, and I thought Southern Miss had a good plan. You know, they they did continue to feed the run to. Frank Gore Jr., you could see why—he's like an automatic four yards of carry most of the time. State's defensive front just began to sort of, as the game went on, overwhelm their offensive line. But they had a good plan. They had an early play action that they hit down the field for a huge play that led to their their uh, touchdown there in the first quarter and the early lead. They came back on either on the second or third possession. They tried it again, got another one on one, took their shot down the field. It was a really catchable ball. It's just it was great coverage, and the Southern Miss sideline wanted pass interference, didn't get it. We didn't get a really good clear replay. They thought they should have gotten it. I thought it was a pretty good no-call, but they took their shot. It was the right thing to do, you know, and then what happened is once State's offense went, got on the board and took a lead, it's like State's defense was sort of, you talk about complimentary football, it's like all of a sudden even with a narrow lead, there in the second quarter, State's defense just began to just, I'm talking about, live in the Southern Miss backfield and uh, didn't give up much the rest of the day. And then that leads to a stat line, and I I promise I'm coming, we'll go phone call, text message, and then back to the Murray West live thread. We'll go in that order. But it led to a stat line that I don't think I've ever seen before. Well, and I will say this, in terms of Mississippi State, I know I've never seen it before. And it's even even something close to it. It's been over 20 years since I saw a stat line like this. We talked about on the postgame. Buki Watson, who, by the way, SEC Defensive Player of the Week, Buki Watson had 21 official tackles on the official stats. 21 tackles. A sack a tackle and a half for loss, and a forced fumble. Jet Johnson had 18 tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, and the interception at the end that eventually went for a score. So two things about that. First of all, when Buki got to 20 tackles, he he finished with 21. When he got to 20, uh, Jonathan Eaton, our spotter and statistician, looked it up. The last time State had a player with 20 tackles in a game was Mario Hagan in 2000, so over 20 years ago. But the other thing is, we do the math. These two guys, Buki Watts and Jet Johnson, combined for 39 tackles in the game. They're in on 39 tackles. Okay? Two sacks, they combined for three-and-a-half tackles for loss, an interception, a fumble. But But those two players combined for 39 tackles. Southern Miss offensively only ran 62 plays. (laughs) That means, listen, how how many is that? All right, so that would be, there were only about 20-some-odd plays the entire game that Southern Miss ran that Watson and Johnson weren't in on the tackle. Like, only a third. Two-thirds of the plays that Southern Miss ran in the game Buki and Jet are in on the tackles. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that um, myself in a Mississippi State game. All right. Let's do it now. We got texts, we got calls, we got comments. Let's do them first. The Davini Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. First up on line one, State Grad 98. Thanks for calling, State Grad. What's up?
2: Like, hopefully this uh, phone call won't put you to sleep like mine did, mine did the other day. But what a weekend for Mississippi State Athletics in general. Won the football game. The men's basketball team won the the basketball tip-off tournament. And Josh Hubbard, oh my gosh. Josh oh Hubbard, my goodness, you ain't kidding. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's the real deal. Yeah. The women's basketball team, even though they didn't play well, they still fought. Had a hard fought win against a very, a very good um, Belmont team on the road. Then mm-hmm. how about them Lady uh, Dogs soccer team made it to the uh, Sweet Sixteen for the first time in program history. Yep. and gave Stanford all they wanted in it. Mm-hmm. Of just the, even though the the volleyball team lost, but I'll forgive that, <laughs> considering what a good weekend it was. For considering what a good weekend it was for state,
1: Athletics. Yeah, yeah, it really was. A heck of a... yeah, and you mentioned I watched a good bit of the the men's game yesterday, and um, yeah, Josh Hubbard, you, you know, and he's just a freshman. But the thing that jumps out at, the thing that jumps out at me about him, state grab, is. Like, okay, he's just a freshman and here he is in a game against a very good basketball team in Northwestern and he's got good players all around him and he just is able to completely take over a game. You know, we talk about takeover players. We've seen freshmen before that will, you know, that, that'll that play well or they'll, they'll break out every now and then, have 12, 15 points, may run it up there, have a good night shooting, and other times they struggle. The guy struggles at nothing. And here was a game yesterday where he took over the basketball game. It's pretty incredible.
2: Now, just imagine on getting Tolu Smith back. Yeah, that that team is going to be something serious Mm -hmm. if they can get some. They give uh, give them a couple games when they get Tolu back and get a little bit more chemistry with him. Yeah, you know, as great a player as he is, him Hubbard and um, Rams Davis. Got the ball well yesterday.
1: Yeah, he did.
2: But you know, and, uh, and then you got that athleticism of Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffrey, which yeah. just all over the place.
1: Yeah, they got some
2: man. I'm some really Mojo going right I'm now. really sure. excited about this. I'm really excited about this men's basketball team. Yeah, I think for a reason. I don't know if I. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I don't know if I'll be able to uh, call or text anymore more this week. But I do want to say this. Gary, tell mm, Ole Miss. <laughs> In Hill
1: State. Hell <laughs> State, State grad. Thanks for the call. <laughs> How about that? He gave us the edited version. <laughs> yeah, okay, so basketball yesterday. Uh, State beat Northwestern and stand undefeated. Uh, Hubbard, the freshman, had 29 points in 27 minutes. Went 9 of 14 from the floor, 4 for 8 from 3. So it goes 50% from 3, 4 out of 8, and was perfect on the free throw line, 7 for 7. Uh, and in 29, I'm sorry, in 27 minutes, he's got two turnovers, but two assists, three rebounds, had a steal in there, also. Uh, it was just a, it was a heck of a day for him. He kind of doing whatever he wanted to do in that basketball game. All right, um, come back to the phone in just a sec. I want to hit uh, some of the text messages so that I don't get too far behind here today. Um, on the country please, pleasing text line, Denzel says. Matt, this week is one of my favorite weeks, North and South State week. Outstanding slate of matchups in every classification. Absolutely. And congrats to all those teams that won last Friday night. I'm telling you, how about Madison Central? Earlier this year, lost at home to Tupelo 14-12, went to Tupelo Friday night and won 14-12. Same score, flipped it on them, and they advance now. And lots of other folks that deserve a tip of the cap. Congrats to Hartfield State champs. Uh, In the private school. Nick, Texas Show, says, This year I'm thankful for the minus 13 points line that's going to pay for Christmas this year. Stone cold law. (laughs) Is that what it is? Is it a... So it's... It's um, Ole Miss minus 13. Is that what it is? Yeah, I tell you. I I mean, big advantage for Ole Miss in the game. I mean, it just is. I I don't... it's you got to go back a little while. Honestly, as a state person, you got to go back a little while to go back in, to a time where going into the Egg Bowl, you felt like Ole Miss had that had as big of an advantage in the game as they do going into this one. Now, it's crazy things happen in the Egg Bowl, and State's going to have to hope it does. Ugly Mustard text the show. What a name! I don't know how you got the name. But that's what's in the computer, anyhow. And, and Ugly Mustard said, let's get Monday started with some boom. Well, why not? Now, I will say, too, uh, tip of the cap to Alcorn State. They beat Jackson State in football this past weekend. Coach McNair and the, uh, and the Braves flipping it on JSU. But you can never go wrong on a Monday with a little boom. Uh, Scott Texas show, excuse me. Scott Texas show and said, uh, "Happy Egg Bowl week! Great to have your show on." And signed it, Hottie toddy. Well, back at you, Scott. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have Egg Bowl week here. Your, your Rebs, um, they got a good football team and got everybody healthy coming out of this past week. Didn't get anybody hurt. Good for them and. And now they're going to get a little revenge. And they're heavy favorites, and I think for a good reason. J-Rock. He texts the show, says, hey, Matt, good weekend. Won a football game and three basketball games. I know. How about that? State's men win them in back-to-back days. Not bad. Here we go. Okay. uh, Let's... We'll come back to the text line in just a bit. Also, I want to point this out. I'm not avoiding it. we got a lot of comments on the Murray West live thread, a bunch of them. But uh, first, here Jim on Facebook said, Matt, what's your honest score prediction for the Egg Bowl? We're going to get to that, Jim. I just wanted to bring it because I'm not avoiding it, okay? We're going to get to it. Plenty of time today, today and tomorrow with you here on the show. Plenty of time for that. We're going to get to it. Honest score prediction. I think Ole Miss got a big advantage. State's going to be big underdog dogs and have to pull off big upset. But stranger things have happened. If you're a State fan, you got to got to. That's the reason they play the game. All right. A lot of people hanging on the Davini Equipment phone line. First up, we go to line two where Jimmy is hanging on. What's up, Jimmy?
0: Hey, man. How you doing? I hey, congrats on the uh, beating Southern Miss this past weekend. I hope you were Thank at the you. game. I was. Uh, State has scored under 20 points in six games this season. They're 1-6 in in SEC play, and they rank 114th in passing production. Ole Miss is a 10.5-point favorite. Hmm. What can Will Rogers and Mississippi State do? What do they need to do and play as far as a game plan to beat the Rebels this uh, Egg Bowl?
1: Boy, I tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jimmy. If I thought I had a really good answer, I might just jot them jot them down on paper and take it straight to the coach's office and hand it to him. <laughs> if I thought I had a really good answer, exactly what it what they got to do to beat them. Um, you know, the 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 issue with picking the game and figuring out what the path to victory is. Is that you haven't really seen it at any point this year? You know, state had—I'll give you an example. State had in this game against Southern Miss had 382 total yards of offense. So late in the game, when we didn't know if I was going to get if they were going to get it back or not, I I turned to Jonathan Eaton. I said, "How many times has State had 400 yards of offense this this season?" And he was looking at, and so he began to look it up, and so. I think I'll go back and look, but I think what we found is that there were only there are only three games this year where state has gotten over 400 yards of offense. And the reason we looked it up Saturday is because, like you say, you were within maybe 20 yards of hitting 400 yards of offense, but you did the you know you score late on defense, and so you kick it back to them and, and end the game basically with defense out there for the most part. So you didn't have any need to get any more. They didn't need to get those 18 more yards. So they. here's another game where they don't reach 400. So I think you're sitting there with three games this year, and that's it, where offensively you've hit that 400-yard mark. So what I guess the point I'm making is I hadn't seen it yet from this offense this year, the kind of outing – that I think it's going to take for them to outscore Ole Miss. Now, I'm not sitting here saying on a Monday that State has zero chance in a home game in the Egg Bowl. I'm just saying what I said earlier is true. State's got to hope that it's a crazy kind of deal, maybe a wet game, maybe a turnover game, maybe one of those where State plays a little better than it has offensively. You flip the field more often and that sort of thing. Defense play, you know, has gotten a little better. Maybe they play better than they have, but. Ole Miss can score, and it just feels like one of those where if these two teams go out and be who they have been week in and week out throughout the year, then Ole Miss going to win going away. State's got to have, have something crazy happen. Stick around.
0: ladies and gentlemen. Up. Matt Wyatt is in the house.
1: And, man, it's a Reaction Monday for sure, and we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Let's get right to it. On the divini Equipment phone line, hanging on line two, it is Gene. Thanks for calling, Gene. What's up?
0: Yes, sir. Good afternoon. I Just a couple things, and I'll I'll hang up and let you talk about it. Okay. Uh, number one is it's time for us, the state fans, to put our money where our mouth is, this new NIL initiative. Uh, I don't know how many thousand people listen to your show, but, uh, if you take 10,000 fans of which I am one and you all one, and we donate a thousand dollars each, uh, that's $10 million. If you can't give a thousand, give 500, that'd be $5 million that we could use to, uh, do like Alabama and these other teams, Ole Miss and, uh, get some players here with NIL money. Uh, and you can discuss that. And the only other thing I'd like to say is that I saw in the maroon and white nation this weekend, whether well, Manny Diaz is might be on the coaching list. I for I for one surely hope not. I, I'd see as soon as see Zach Selman go as Manny Diaz because if in fact he turns the program around, I think he would probably be gone the first more money or better offer he's got. So with that being said, we will let you listen to go with it. Okay. Okay. And you do a good job. I enjoy listening to the broadcast.
1: Thanks so much, Gene. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah, you know, uh, much has been made on of, about the situation with NIL. it um, kind of an is-what-it-is situation, and, and you're right. Every school is sort of desperate to raise those NIL dollars because you're in an environment where you have to pay your players that you have, and you have to pay some that you don't have to come. And that's just kind of the way it is. Nobody really has a choice in that matter. If you're going to be involved in, you know, coaching or running – our college program. Uh, I mean, I guess it just is what it is. Now, regarding you know, and I, as an individual, I really think a lot of Coach Diaz. I like him a lot. Um, you you bring up an overall point that sort of came up last week, Gene, regarding coaching candidates. And I'll just say it this way: you can go one of two paths if you're Zach Selman. So you do it, Gene. I can do it. We can all do it. Put yourself in Zach Selman's shoes. And answer this question, what would you prioritize? And let's say in in this particular arena, would you prioritize over here going the direction of someone who is not looking at state like a long-term job? They are looking at it like, I want to go there, win as fast as I can so that I can convert that into a bigger job somewhere. Would you go the route of, We're actually okay with, in this situation, being someone's stepping stone because it's going to set this thing back up, kind of, you know, win some more games like it was doing. Or would you prioritize, if you're in his shoes, go in the direction of we want to find someone who isn't looking at this like a stepping stone who would view the job as they want to come and make a career out of it here. They want to come and be here for nine years, for ten years, this is where they want to be. Like, which of those would you prioritize? Because if you're the making the hire, that, those candidates are very different <laughs> along those two paths. All right, back over to the phone line on line three. Mad Tiger. Thanks for calling, Mad Tiger. What's up?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Man, first of all, I'd like to uh, congratulate all coming on the victory over Jackson. Yep, and uh, that's all I got to say about that one. Okay, <laughs> okay. but uh, the the, the, men, the men's basketball, beat Missouri. They uh, sure did. That was uh, that was pretty darn good. <laughs> well, and Missouri's a good program, very good program.
1: Right, and yeah. you and you went up there, okay, and 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 if I'm right. I hadn't even looked at what the schedule had been like for Jackson State's basketball team, but, you know, they had not – I don't know if they had a winning record at that point. Um, They hadn't
2: won a game. They were 0-4, if I'm not mistaken.
1: 0-4, 0-5. That's right. They were 0-5. You're exactly right. 0-5. We're down by three at halftime and then outscored Missouri on their own floor, 39-35 in the second half, Jackson State's first win of the year. 73-72 Seventy three, seventy two over Missouri, man. That's that's awesome.
2: So it wasn't all bad. To take away from the egg bowl. I wanted to drop that in since y'all start talking basketball. And kudos to men's and women's basketball at State. They're doing very well. Yeah, they
1: really are. Hey, I appreciate it, Mad Tiger. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Call me anytime. Yeah, and you know, I don't know about y'all, but it's a fun time of year. Uh, when you have team, when you have basketball around that's good. It's a fun time of year. It starts overlapping with football like we've got right now. Yeah, sure did. You know, so um, Jackson State picks up its first basketball win of the year. They were zero five and beat Missouri by one point uh, yesterday at Missouri. Evans for Jackson State had twenty-two points and three steals in the ball game. All right. Let's see here. We hit some text. I'm going to come back to the text line in just a sec. Let's see what we have on the uh, Murray West live thread. You need anything embroidered. You need your logo embroidered and anything. It is a custom embroidery company right here in Mississippi. Hometown folks. They do a great, great job. Uh, Work with a lot of big companies, big orders, small orders, anything in between. They can help you, and you can find them online at murraywest.com. Just trust me on that, no matter what it is or where you are. You you need, you know, contract embroidery, custom apparel. That's where you go. So back to Jim's comment on Facebook. He said, what's your score prediction for the Egg Bowl? You know, I would say, given what Ole Miss's offense is, if State's defense can hold that Ole Miss offense under 30 points, that would be a pretty good job. You know, and then it's a matter of, could State's offense score over 30? I, I don't know. Um, based on what I've seen you know, this year, it's pretty clear to me that Ole Miss ought to have somewhere in the neighborhood of about a you know, 30 to 20, 30 to 21 type of advantage. Um, that's just kind of the way it looks. And I promise you, if State has a bad night offensively, which they've had some, And stick your defense out there a whole bunch on short fields, it could be a. It could get bad. It could get ugly quick. And I'm not trying to set anybody up for anything. I'm just telling you, that's the way it has looked to this point this year. Uh, On YouTube, on the Murray West live thread, Legba says Southern Miss was trying to win the game. So glad Will is back. He was rusty. But the offense woke up in the second half. Defense played so much better. Best play of the game was the pick six. The pick, the flip, <laughs> six, uh, back the other way, right? And I've got some of those radio calls from Neil Price, including that one. We'll hear that one. Uh, we got a little confused towards the end there because we thought, you know, you had number one out there, and you always see one, you think, Xavion Thomas, and we just sort of inadvertently said Xavion Thomas. But then we got it corrected that it was Banks. And Southern Miss did. Uh, defensively, they fought, and they hit, and they tackled now. Uh, they, they were pretty determined to not let State win the game running the ball. And uh, and early on, they were rusty. State was rusty throwing the ball. You know, Will Rogers finished the game 12 of 27, less than 50%, 144 yards. is 44%. You did have the two touchdown throws, and he did have a completion on two-point conversion that you executed. And you're right. They started executing a little better as the game went on. Hallelujah. There was a target in there at a tight end. Uh, play action, little rollout, tight end coming across, man to man coverage, tight coverage, and did not complete it, but at least you threw it at him. Put it on film that you, you might throw it to one of the, <laughs> at one of those guys. Um, <clears throat> but, and, and i tell you too, you know, let's see, they were, State was credited with five drops. Um, you know, and they said that Godie was targeted twice. I only remembered one of them on the stats in front of the targets. And they credited him with a drop, and I am not—I don't remember the drop. Maybe I'm just not remembering it right. Um, they also had Xavion with two drops. I remembered one that really should have been caught. And it was one of the deeper throws across the middle. He got two hands on it. He got to come down with that one. And um, uh, Justin Robinson had a drop. You know, he had another time where Freddie Roberson – Wide open, good throw, slips coming out of the break and barely got up off the ground in time to try to make a play on the ball and didn't catch it. So there was just this, you can call it rustiness, but just a lack of continuity in the throw and the catch early that did really affect the flow of the offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and at the end of it, when it's all said and done, a State comes away with 238 rushing yards. Um You'll take that because it's going to give you some opportunities, and it did. Robert comments on the YouTube Murray West live thread. It says, our linemen and secondary have gotten more attention over the past few decades because they have gone on to play on Sundays, but we have uh, been blessed with so many great linebackers during those years. Well, you're re- you're exactly right. And, I mean, you know, as much as the team has struggled at times, can you imagine if you didn't have – Buki Watson, Jet Johnson running around there playing the linebacker position for you. I mean, they, it's just, it's incredible what those two guys do. It really is, and that's not an overstatement. It's incredible. You haven't seen it much, what those two guys do week in and week out. All right, so uh, moving along here on Reaction Monday. Coming to your text messages next. More Bully, Jason in Flagstaff, 86 Dog, Humphreys County, Tim, Rhett Cetera, Grumpy, Rupert. Aquatic Waves, Rebel Rex, and all y'all coming up on the Country Pleasing Text line. I'm Matt. Beaver's here. Y'all stick around.
0: Force the Mississippi way with you. So get
1: in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, I'm back with you. Let's get into these text messages today on the country-pleasing text line here on this Reaction Monday. Moore Bully says he's heading to the beach today. Celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday with his mom. Uh, he says, my bride made a chicken pot pie. We had dressing from our favorite local restaurant. Saturday had that three-cheese country-pleasing with beef cabbage and black-eyed peas with squash, chow-chow. Bada-bing, he says, softly scrambled. Goodness, more bully. that sounds good. I actually busted into some pepper jack and green onion country-pleasing sausage this morning, and I immediately thought to myself, you know what? If I got this every week, this would be my favorite. <laughs> it's really good. Smells great, too, when you're cooking it. Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, Texas show, and he says, Just glad State ain't scared to play Southern Miss, unlike some folks. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jason? Tell us how you really feel. 86 Dog Texas the show, and he said, um, the designed lateral plays seem to work for us. Hope to see more. <laughs> was that what it was? What it, it was a designed lateral on the jet play. Humphreys County dog sent me a picture. Hey man, look at this deer. His man killed. Look at that. All right. And so I'm. I don't have a messed eyesight here. I'm. I'm looking from a distance. I'm trying to count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Twelve point. Are you holding a 12-point monster in that picture? Or is there one that's broken there? Anyhow, Humphreys County Dog, he says he's listening all the way in Oklahoma today. Locals at the deer camp have been converted to state fans. He says let's win a state championship this week, signed Hale State. Look at there, Humphreys County Dog doing the Lord's work out in Oklahoma Boomer Sooner country. Converting folks. Man, that is a nice deer. Tell you what. It's that time of year. It's the most wonderful time of year. Um, somebody texts in and says, got to give a shout-out to Coach Todd Cooley and Delta State football, advancing to the second round of the D2 football playoffs. And our texter hopes that Patrick Chagog... Wins the Connerly Trophy. Says that he has earned it. Don texts the show, says, my first Egg Bowl, 1970. The Dogs won in Oxford, led by Joe Reed, the quarterback. Said Archie missed that game with an injury. Signed, Hale State. Now, Don, help me out here. Was Joe Reed the guy who went and played quarterback for the 49ers, I think it was, and then he made an album, like a music album, he and the 49ers cheerleaders? He was singing, and the cheerleaders were singing back up. Isn't that right? I think that was Joe Reed, wasn't it? <clears throat> Look that one up. Rhett Cetera is angry because he thinks I'm going to talk this into existence. He said a rainy egg bowl, and then he sent me that gift of the guy from Talladega Nights, a big guy saying, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying it might help states' chances if they play in a mud bowl. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Grumpy texts the show says, Matt, answer to Jimmy's question. MSU receivers don't drop Will's passes. Yeah, there was one just a few drops that would have, you know, wouldn't have made a difference. But there was a lot of other times too where, you know, guys are covered. You had a couple of times where like there was one play on the goal line where Will is trying to hit Tulu on a crossing route at the goal line from 10, 12 yards out. He throws the ball in that open space where he's going, and then another receiver, they bang, they run into each other. Two guys, same place, bam, knock each other off the route, ball goes incomplete. It's just we, we are 11 games, 12 weeks and 11 games in, and you, you had to spend time where you had your quarterback, then you didn't have him, now you got him back. He's missed practice time, all these different things that, that are factors, that are contributing factors into having a passing game that is not ironed out in the details. There it is. And the reason – that you and I can sit there and we talk about it and see those things. It's not because we woke up today more of an expert (laughs) than we were at this time last year. It's just that, frankly, when you spend time watching a Mike Leach air raid passing game for three years, no, it doesn't go out and score 50 points a game, but there's this sort of unique precision because they don't have this big, huge call sheet they're running a small version of things, different formations, and so there's precision, man. And you get used to seeing it over a period of time. And then when you don't see it, you can appreciate when you did see it. Uh. Now, somebody says here, Matt, is there a site that can be accessed to see how much the players are being paid? Not that I'm aware of. And, see, and that goes back to the idea that some say, well, that, you know, what a player is making in NIL money should be public information. Others going, well, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything out there that'll show you that stuff. We got another text here on the subject it says, I'm a third generation Bulldog graduate, bleed, maroon, and white, and no disrespect to Mr. Gene. That's who called earlier. So, but me as a working man raising a family, what is my return on investment for writing a check for $1,000 to an NIL fund? <laughs> yeah. It's a hairy thing, and you know, look, we are at a point where it's sort of an is what it is deal, um, and and I recognize what you're texting about very very clearly, and that is the that is the un the unbalanced nature of the era of college athletics that we're living in, where paying the players is necessary, and therefore the money gathering up the money, calling NIL money to pay them is necessary. The coaches, the programs have no choice. But if you're looking for some fault in it, the fault is the overall structure, whether it be the individual leaders like at the NCAA and conference and president level or whatever, letting things get to a point where you now have a business model that does not use the money it makes for the expenditures To run the business does that make sense so on on the most basic level what i would say is that's why i think there will be other changes that'll come you've got these other court cases that are out there and right now everybody's just kind of in wait and see because all that's got to happen is one or two of those court cases house versus the ncaa for example and everything's going to change again so but again if i that's my problem it's not with individuals who are doing what they have to do they love their school individuals who decide they will or won't you know some will gene will you to say that you won't give you know who am i to say everybody's kind of on their own on this you make your own decisions but that's my thing is i can't figure i can't actually even think of another business if you can think of another business send it to me and let me know i honestly would enjoy learning about it a business a successful business model where the money the business generates is not used for that business's expenditures to run the, that business. See? <laughs> Don't make any sense. Uh, Aquatic, Wave, Aquatic Waves Texas Show says, I think it's MSU best interest to go find their version of old Mrs. Hugh Freeze. When hired, most fans were ticked because it wasn't a sexy hire. But in the long run, it was a great hire, minus all the NCAA stuff. You find those really good coaches that are diamonds in the rough with Mississippi ties, it's beneficial to keeping them long-term because you have uh, then their first big opportunity. And I think there's probably some truth in that. Thank you. Uh, I think there's some truth in that, that, you know, that would be how you're looking at it. it. He's going back to what I said earlier. If you're in the shoes of the AD, which path are you going down? Are you, are you more willing to – like, for example, like when they – Dan Mullen wound up staying for nine seasons, but it's not because he didn't try to get out of there before that. That's just the truth of it. <laughs> but when they first went and got him, because of where things were on the field in those years of Sylvester Croom and everything ahead of that, I think Greg Byrne was looking at that job at that time. Uh, we got to find somebody who's going to get his first head coaching job who wants to do this for a living. So he cannot fail here. He may come here. He may only be here three years, but he's going to set the woods on fire, getting this thing going for two or three years, and we can figure it out after that. That's what's best for the program now. And they went and hired Mullen. Next thing you know, he's here nine years. Or do you take the path of you need to identify someone who's not going to approach the job like a stepping stone job? Is that what's best for it? So if you're in those shoes, what would you go for? And there, it, you know, is one perspective on it from, from aquatic waves. That's the name of the texture on the text line. Somebody said, I thought State beat Northwestern. They did. Um, State beat Northwestern yesterday. We're talking about Jackson State beat Missouri at Missouri by one point. Jackson State's first basketball win of the year. Uh, Rebel Rex texts the show, says, last year we were on a short week. Leach had passed... Rex, let me I'm trying I'm gonna sift there's a typo in here. Let me see if I can sift through this. The Kiffin to Auburn rumors were rampant. Last year we lost in Oxford. sorry, but this year 48-13 Rebels is his prediction. It says offense will go 100 miles an hour. <laughs> they probably will. I'm hey, 48 to 13. Rex, what I'm telling you is if Ole Miss's offense is just who it has been every week, and State goes out and doesn't play really well, that's the kind of score you're looking at. That's how up against it I think this state team is, and how how much better they're gonna have to play this week than any of the previous weeks. And if they go out there and play well enough, give themselves a, a chance in the fourth quarter, I mean that's 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 gonna be a that's gonna kind of be a victory in and of itself right there. I really believe that. Hour two, coming up. Stick around.